Recorded at the Running Age Studio, you're listening to Venture Tabernacle. It's like venture capital, except that the investment is made in your soul. This is where America hangs out to talk about anything and everything from a biblical perspective. I'm your host, Ty Hervey. Join me as we learn to view the world through the objective lens of the Bible. Alrighty, we are back for another episode of the Sunday Sermon. So glad to have you with us. Last week, we learned what the true family of Jesus looks like. And we saw that we can be a part of a family of Jesus that is bigger and better than anything we have ever known. If you missed it, make sure to go back and listen to it. It is worth your time. Today, we're jumping into chapter 4 of Mark, and we're going to look at the parable of the sower. And if you grew up in church, you have probably heard this one. And it is the parable where Jesus talks about the four different types of soil that the gospel falls on. And even if you have heard this one several times, it's always good to have a refresher. Because this parable basically lines out how the world will respond to the gospel that we carry. So I hope by now you recognize that the most important thing that we can do in life is to spread the gospel And it's important to understand how that might be received by our friends and family. And spoiler alert for the episode, it's not all good. But this passage gives us a framework to look at it from so that we don't get discouraged in the work of evangelism. So, let's jump straight in. Our text for the day is Mark 4, 1 through 20. I'll read it to you. It says, Again, he began to teach beside the sea, And a very large crowd gathered around him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea, and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables, and in his teaching he said to them, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Another seed fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was done, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. And he said to them, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see, but not perceive, and may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones along the path. Where the word is sown, when they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones on rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And when they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while, Then, when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for things enter 
in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. And those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. Now, what is interesting to me, and part of why this passage is so important, is that when you study the Bible, and I mean really study it, it is undeniably true. There is just too much evidence in its favor for it to be a lie, enough even to get a conviction in court of internal and external evidence that we see that points to the scriptures being true. But still, so many people reject the truth of God. You know, we live in a world that is characterized more and more every day by wickedness and brokenness. When there is a God who has made himself known and given evidence for all to see that he is real and worthy of our worship and devotion. But the unfortunate reality is that the majority of people want nothing to do with God, and especially the God of the Bible. Why? Because of what we see here. And this is a key parable that, if we understand it, unlocks all the other parables. We'll see in verse 13, And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? Jesus said, if you get this, the rest will make sense. And up to this point in the story, Jesus has pretty clearly taught the truth that he is the Son of God. But what we see here is a shift to speaking in parables. And for those who have the explanation, parables are teaching tools to help us understand what it is he's trying to communicate. But for those who only have the parable, they are a riddle, and they don't make sense without the interpretation. And at that moment in history, Jesus was pronouncing judgment on the people around him. There were a lot of half-hearted followers of Jesus at that time who had heard the truth clearly and rejected it. And what he's saying here is that from now on out, it is going to be harder for you because of your rejection. And that is what he meant whenever he said, He who has ears, let him hear. In other words, if you really want to learn and not just look like it, then pay attention to these words. And he explains the parable to them. The seed that fell on the path was a person who never believed in Jesus to start with. Though the gospel was told to them, they forgot it as soon as they heard it. If that was you, then you would forget everything that we talk about today before you're even a mile down the road. Satan has blinded the eyes of many so that they don't see the truth of that they need God in their life. And the rocky ground, that is the person who receives the gospel with joy, but it doesn't last. These are the people who learn about God and are on fire for him for a little bit, but if you check back six months later, they are nowhere to be found. This is an emotion-based faith. And maybe even you have experienced something like this at something like a church camp or another spiritual high-causing event. And for a few months, you're a different person. But with time comes all the bad habits creeping right back into your life. This rocky ground is fertile soil, but there is no room for roots and the plant would try to grow down, but it was unable to pass through the rocks. 
So when times got hard, these people dry up and disappear because they have shallow roots in their faith. And then we see the thorny ground, which is full of distractions that this world has to offer. And the Bible is clear that we cannot serve two masters, for you will love one and hate the other. Either you serve God or you serve the world. And there is really no healthy combination there. And it is so easy to lose sight of why we were put on this earth. I'll tell you, it isn't to have fun and it isn't to party it up and accumulate wealth like many people think it is. Although life certainly can be fun and there is nothing wrong with that, we are here with a mission to reach as many lost people as we can before we go to our eternal home in heaven. And anything that takes away from that mission is actually a bad thing. Now, I'm not saying that you can't have hobbies and you can't do fun things, but I am saying that if those things are more important to you than God and the mission he's given you, you have a serious problem. And we come then to the final soil that Jesus talks about, which is the good soil. And here we see Jesus give these crazy numbers of what the good soil will produce and what it's capable of is 30-fold 60-fold, and 100-fold return on investment. And that is an insane number to think that God is going to use some of you to return 30, 60, and even 100 times what has been given to you. And the cool thing is, we know he'll do it, because in case you haven't noticed, the results of the seed that's cast has nothing to do with who throws the seed. Did you notice that? This is a parable about the types of soil, not how good the person can throw the seed compared to another. And the seed is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the word of God. So it is the same whether you tell it or I tell it or anyone else. So if we're going to produce these crazy numbers, it is up to God to soften the hearts of those that we talk to. And if I could leave you with just a couple takeaways from this parable, it would be this. Number one. Let this passage be an encouragement when you try to spread the gospel. And what I mean by that is that three out of the four soils will not really take well to the seed of the gospel. And that is not your fault. But be encouraged because when you find the person with the good soil, they will make it all worth it. I'll tell you a secret about my experience in ministry is that there have been good times and there have been bad times. There have honestly been times when I was very discouraged and downhearted because we weren't seeing results and things seemed like they weren't working out. And there will probably be more times like that to come as long as I stay in ministry. But in those times, I remember those few people who really got it and kept going with God, and I choose to focus on the good even when there isn't much. The second thing that I would leave you with is that it is so important that we pray for the lost. You know, we can present the gospel, but until their heart is ready to hear it, we will have no effect or only a short effect. And if you're a Christian, you need to be praying and begging God to soften the hearts of the lost people that you know and interact with on a daily basis. Because without Him doing the work, the seed will never take. There is great power in prayer and great power and specific 
consistent prayer. Pray for your friends who are far from God. It may be the most important thing that you ever do. And that marks the end of this episode of the Venture Tabernacle Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you same time, same place next week. It's going to be a good one. We're continuing on in Chapter 4. Thank you.